Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Tatis gets a big contract. Rosenthal goes west. And we have a big announcement. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us today. We got big news again last night and big news this morning. I love when the news drops right before we're about to do an episode. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in California. We got Trevor Plouffe and behind the desk, we got producer Bug Bug Dude. And today's episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by Oso Rojo Hot Sauce. Trev, I got to get you some of this hot mm-hmm. sauce still. Flavor over spice. You can make marinades out of it. You can use it in a, with breakfast, which is how I use the garlic jalapeno one. It's delicious. And the guy who makes it is a chef, puts beer in the recipe, which I've told you before, Trev. Ooh. You love that, like IPAs and stuff. He's a, he's a chef. It's a small business that he started. He's a big-time fan of John Boy Media and a lot of the shows here, so I love that we are getting the chance to support him and give you guys a discount on everything. 10% off all orders if you use code John Boy at OsoRojoHotSauce.com. There's small batches of uh, tons of different variety. I, I, I use it like every morning on my eggs, and then I've, I've used a lot. Some are really spicy. Some are good. But the flavor I got, I got an update. You got some? He's sending me some. He's Ish. sending me some. He, he hit me up. Uh, he got in the DMs and IG, and he said, I'm going to send you some hot sauce. So I'm, mm. I'm looking out for it, and I'll give my honest review on the pod. Okay. Excited. And everyone else, go do the same. And then tweet in your honest review. Osaro hot sauce. Shout out Cam. John Boy for 10% off. All right. We have big news, like I said. But we have our own big news that we need to announce First and foremost, we will be joined on this very episode by the newest member of John Boy Media, and that member is Chris Rose. Rose. Oh, stop. Stop. Guys, it's great to see you. Uh, Jake, I appreciate you combing your hair with a firecracker. Anytime. That was holy smokes. You know what, what this dress code do we have at this Chris, thing? Chris, the, the best joke Jimmy, I think, has ever had was one day he said Jake looks like he combed his hair with a dead fish. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's not bad. A, that's kind of the vibe <laughs> I'm putting out. So I wanted to yeah. have this for your welcoming. I had a new one lined up. I was gonna say it looks like you got a swirly and you just never <laughs> never did anything about it. Just the kid that the kid that tried to play through it, like, yeah, yeah I got a swirly, I it was not know. a big deal. I don't even care. <laughs> I mean, seriously, look at the three of three out of the four of us. Jake looks like whatever Jake looks like. I'm wearing a lid. You've got one, Jimmy, and then Ploof looks like he's got some sort of modeling job out yeah. in the valley today. I mean, seriously, right. dude, do you wake up like that every day? Yeah. This is uh, it's just a little bit of fomp in the hair. No big deal, Chris. This is what we do. It's Hollywood, baby. You know, you know where we're at. You're in Encino. I'm in Calabasas. That's what we do. Really? Yes. Okay, maybe yes. not you, but this is me. <laughs> this is what I do. I mean, holy smokes! Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, I've just kind of let it go. I mean, you're still in your mid 30s. You're still, you still got that fly. Like, don't you still kind of play vibe? I've got that kind of didn't you just get released from MLB Network after 10 years vibe. So I appreciate Listen, I'm excited because uh, this is something I've always wanted to do. Uh, Malar and I tried to start a podcast. It wasn't exactly well received at the network back in the day. Uh, This is what you guys specialize in. And so, you know, I've come to the place where where baseball fans 
um, want to be entertained, or maybe they learn a little something. But this is going to be a totally different podcast. So, am I allowed to say exactly what it is? Yeah, let yeah. It out. I want boss's approval. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. No, let's let it all out. We're excited. Okay, so it's called the Chris Rose Rotation, and the thing that's going to separate this from other podcasts, in my opinion, it's going to be a rotating group of active major league players. So I've got six guys in this stable, and you know, one will be joining me per show, and then we're also going to have a um, an active player be a guest during the program as well. So the fun thing is it's going to be active player with Rose and then another active player that might be a former teammate of this guy or a current teammate or a guy he doesn't even know. And it's just active players talking baseball, which is going to be a, a ton of fun. But they're going to, you know, we're going to get the stories behind the scenes. And Trevor, you, you understand this better than anybody, that when active major leaguers take us behind the scenes as fans and as consumers – then we feel like we're part of the gig, right? I, I I love I love the concept. I love I know some of the names that you're having come on. These guys are special guys, so I, mm-hmm. I'm super excited to hear it. And like you said, you know, it's one thing to for a major league player to go on a show and and do some press, whatever, whatever. But when he's talking to you, because you've developed relationships with these guys, and he's talking to another player, I mean, that's when the curtain really gets pulled back a little bit, and guys feel comfortable. Yeah. And yeah, man, those those fun, juicy stories come out. And that's kind of, you know, we try to do that here. We try to shine light on the light on the players and, and kind of get their personalities to come out. And I think that's exactly what you guys are going to be able to do on your show as well. Well, it's what we did for 10 years on Intentional Talk. I mean, yes. we were hopefully kind of the first show that that peeled back the onion, if you will, that let baseball players be more than just guys talking about a 3-2 slider. Like, yeah, that interests us as baseball fans, but we want to get to know people. And we did that, but we did it in eight-minute increments. Here, we're going to have unlimited time to do that. So yeah. without further ado, I would like to introduce the – you know, the group, if I can, the Chris Rose rotation. Is that all right? Do Let's it. do it. In, this is in no particular order, uh, and we don't need any, you know, music or anything. But if you, if you want to do that, Bug, you can, you can fire up some music. And really, it's, <laughs> oh, bug. it's your... It's Let's go, Bug. Let's go, oh, Bug. I'm ready. You have, you have drops? You I've, I got a drop you, ready to go. Okay, after. he's ready. Okay. okay, this is good. This is good. All right, well, first of all, uh, joining us from the Philadelphia Phillies will be one of their new bullpen arms, Archie Bradley. Always yeah. entertaining, willing Very to good. say anything. Uh, so Arch is looking forward to this. Beautiful beard. I also have joining us another new bullpen arm to the National League East. They are they are predicted to win in the mid-90s this year from the New York Mets, Trevor May. Yes. yes. My guy. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. That is your guy. I can, he, too. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to swap a few stories with us, maybe drop in on the podcast mm. occasionally. Also joining us, we're going to get a starting pitcher in here from the American League pennant-winning Tampa Bay Rays, Tyler Glasnow. Wow. Hot boys. And Trev, you're going to like this, Trev. Glasnow has agreed to do it just torso in shot. Just, yeah. just mm-hmm. shirt off, torso. His head will be off screen. We, that's the. I only, got a yeah. lot of questions for Glass now. Um, so when he's on, I might need to just like write a list for you. That'll just mm-hmm. be Rosie talking to stuff. To ask him. We'll, we'll <laughs> have, I appreciate this. We're we're gonna have our producers get names at the bottom so people don't confuse me and Tyler. So that'll be good too. <laughs> Excellent, God, I love how on top of it you guys yeah. are. You're I don't. Every ahead. detail. You're such, you're, 
so progressive about this stuff. And this is why I'm signing on, guys. Yeah. All right. Also joining us, he actually is one of the few guys still with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is the crooner. He is the left-hander. He is Stephen Brault. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch our sensitive side, guys, with him. Mm. So mm. it'll be nice. It'll like be nice. Crooner. Um, yeah. And then we do have a position player involved. So Thank I know you. it's called Chris <laughs> Rose's rotation, but I did want to get an everyday ball player in there. From the surprising Miami Marlins from a year ago, he is their undisputed team leader, Miguel Rojas. Miguel Rojas. Yes. I like yeah. him. Donnie Good Baseball dude. Light. Good dude. I am and happy just, there's a position player. I am too. I am too. You know, it's a, it's a little different because, you know, to nail these guys down, to have them do a show every two or three weeks, it's it's a little challenging, but Miggy's super excited about it. As long as he gets to wear a different pair of Air Jordans on the show That's each right. week, mm. he's good to go. He's good to go. And rounding out the rotation, he just joined the family late last night. He's another Southern California boy from the Chicago White Sox, Lucas Giolito. Yes. And so yes. there is Chris Rose's rotation for the podcast, which will be debuting in the next few weeks, boys. Oh, snap. That's amazing, man. That was lit. Very exciting. <laughs> so we got two starters, three relievers, position player, I believe. Well, Let's it depends see. where it depends where you put Brault. I think Brault starts this man. year. Swing, Swing man. man. Everyone needs Pir- Pirates need innings this year. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, Pirates I'm don't with, know. <laughs> yeah. M- might be a one or two, guys. Yeah. You so, just don't know at this point. Yeah. So it's going to it, be twice a week. Um, it's going to live on a new YouTube channel we're forming that I haven't announced yet, but it's going to be – I can announce that right now. I'm going to make a video right, after yeah. this. Did, you just did, Jim. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be a new wow. YouTube channel called John Boy Media Baseball. It's going to be um, our baseball network, basically. Sequence is going to move there. GM Files is going to move there. The Chris Rose Rotation will be there. And another one that we haven't announced yet will be there as well. I truly believe that that's going to be the premier spot to have insight and entertainment related to baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I I truly believe, and I am not one to brag about ourselves. It's actually the worst thing Jake and I are. I'm decent at it. No, we're pretty we're not bad great at, it. at it. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> I'm say okay at it. I'll do it. Why don't you promote yourself? Of course, more. it's the best. Are you kidding me? I mean, we're gonna have GMs. We're gonna have Rose. We're gonna have Trev. Ex players, active players. I mean, twice a week there's going to be an active player with Chris, and then they're going to bring in a guest, and it could be another active player. It could be another right. someone else in the entertainment world. It's going to be amazing. I'm very excited. Um, so everyone get ready. Get ready. It's coming yeah, soon. And, listen, I'm super excited to be back in baseball. I mean, it sucked just even sitting on the sidelines for the six weeks that I did. So to have this opportunity, uh, I'm thankful to you guys that you're taking a shot. Um, and I know the players are super excited about it too, because I, I do have to tell people that when you approach God, oh, we love, and that was Chris Rose. That was Chris Rose. Welcome oh, to the snap. family. I mean, that's just that part of it, it baby. God, that's, that's part of the learning curve, man. <laughs> that's part of the learning curve. Technology. I mean, I'm that I didn't know all the guys in the rotation. Okay. I knew some of them, but when he breaks it down like that and having these guys do everything, it's going to be incredible. I think that, I mean, it's, I'm I'm actually shocked that he put that together. It's it's going to be awesome. Chris put in some legwork to track those guys down because, as we well know, <laughs> tracking down MLB players is tough. And I think that's what's going to be perfect with the juggling hosts is if you try to get MLB players 
you know, every week, even twice a week, that's kind of a nightmare. There's so much stuff going on. But if these guys can do it once or twice a month, I think that's going to make it a lot easier for them. And, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, Jimmy and I, we, we get excited of how it all comes together in the big picture. And, you know, if there's if there's a breakdown with one of these guys or something like that, if there's a brawl, if there's, if there's a Pittsburgh-Miami brawl this year, we're going to get Miggy Rojas' side. We'll get Brault's side. Um and I, I think something else that we really appreciate, we call it the second interview effect, is when guys come on here for the second time, you know, they kind of break down and they're real with us. It's a conversation, not an interview. All these guys know Chris. Um, we're going to get to know these guys a lot better. And whenever they have their teammates on, like that wall is down. It's not going to be interviews. It's not going to be, oh, I was, you know, you, you really worked a good at bat. Like it's going to be real stuff and it's going to be fun. Trev, we have to boot you in order to get <laughs> Rosie back. Apologize about that, but unreal. You're sent to the <laughs> cornfield, and we'll welcome you back in two seconds. <laughs> and he's gone. Look yes. at that. This uh, is perfect. Leave the screen up. This is. This I like is this. Back where we started. No, obviously we're very excited. Uh, we'll get these guys back because I want to do a little fun segment with Rosie, and then we'll, we'll talk about Tatis and the rest. I like, but yeah, pretty. Pretty exciting stuff here. We've had this in the works for a little bit now. Very excited. It's funny. Rosie's been like, I haven't been able to talk baseball in a while, and I really want to. So he's itching. And again, one of the one of the main things that I think Rose has said to the guests that will be on the show with him, they're not guests. They're co-hosts. Yeah. It's not going to be Rose interviewing Glassnow, Giolito, Brault, May, Bradley, and Rojas every time. It's going to be the two of them hosting a show. So if you think about it, John Moy Media just added Chris Rose as a podcast host, plus six active players. Oops. Oops. Whoops. Our bad. Sorry. No, very, very exciting. Uh, and, I mean, he's got a lot of segments planned out that we've been mapping out that are, like, really fun, interactive. The best thing Yankees fans have had R2C2, which was Ryan Rucco and CC Sabathia um, doing a podcast during – the season and and CC would have a teammate come in and for Yankees fans we get such good insight into the clubhouse and the relationships between players and that's what I think is going to happen on Chris Rose rotation as well as a lot of fun. I don't know if you heard us the whole time, Rosie, um, or if you got booted. We, we got the LA boys back. I have a game for you before we lose you. Uh oh, forever. It, you hear Chris? Can you hear us? Looks like he's like he's texting. Can't hear us. Can't hear you. I can hear you guys. Oh, we can hear him. I can hear Chris. Sounds like um, this is what the people really want: us messing with technology. (laughs) Yeah, we're giving them what they want. Man, ain't that it? Oh yeah. Oh, we can hear Chris. Yeah. This is behind the scenes right here, Chris, for a little bit. Yeah. Let's see how. Oh no, he's going to the whiteboard. I think. Oh, he's Woody Page on us. Oh no. Worried okay. about this. He looks oh, confident. No. An interesting look. I saw on his this face. a lot in high school. Don't I don't know what's coming. Okay. We just gonna send over we think a refresh will work? Yeah, I think if you if you tell him to refresh, we should be good. If I'm he's curious dr- what he's got. Is it a whiteboard or I a chalkboard? What do we whiteboard? think he's about to write? Um, it's re- I hope it's a Jake Sucks. Jake sucks. Can't, Can't hear, hear but excited. Okay. All right. Good. Same. Good. Well, let's get his audio back. Yeah, uh, we'll get Chris back in a second. We texted you. We texted him to refresh. Do we start talking a little bit of baseball? We can. Okay. We can. 
Can you get him off the screen? I usually, I, I'm the one in the middle. Trev, you, Chris, look, get out of you here. look crispy today. You Trav. look so crispy. Did you get Trav. dressed up for Rose? Be honest. No, I put my, uh, I'll show you guys what I'm wearing because it's important for me today. Okay. You know, we'll talk about this a little later. Brian Dozier. I got my twin stuff on. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm. Nice. Authentic. The Dozier press conference. Still can't hear, Chris? I'm guessing still can't hear. Still can't hear. hear. He looks good, though. I he mean, looks good. He looks like he's trying to sneak and play a Little League game. Far too old. He has one <laughs> of those birth certificates that says, I am 12. Yeah. The Danny Almonte. Let's do this. Ooh, Danny Almonte. Like Call him that. in? Yeah. Okay. I like that he's just searching for it right now. Your phone is not the thing connected to the board. You got to make him squirm okay. a little bit first day. Wait, you're back. Wait, how come we can't hear you now? <laughs> it's a great question. Okay, okay, well, we can hear you through the mics now. We can hear you. Oh, well, now we can hear yeah, your phone as well. I can't hear well. you. But if you... Yes, you can hear me through the phone. Take your phone off speaker and just use that to hear me, Jake and I, for now. It's a quick fix. This... Yeah, we can it hear you. It works. It's a quick fix. We've done this before. We had to do this, this is, with, uh, who do we have to do this with? Buster? This was Buster. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, okay. you're not going to be able to hear Trev. But that's fine. But I want to do a fun game well, with you anyway, because I know that you've been look, not able to talk about baseball for the first time in, like, yes. 10 years. I want to yes. get everything. I'm going to put, like, you know, you have, like, five words to sum up a bunch of signings. Get him, get him on record right now. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Okay. DJ LeMayu, back to the Yankees. Solid. Do I only get one word, or can I use all five you, words in one? You can use, like, a sentence. Like a, yeah, one-sentence yes, reaction. Five per. All right. How about George Springer? How about Springer to the Blue Jays? Missing piece. Is that hyphenated? Uh, it no. works. No. <laughs> Maybe. Trev says a hard no. Jake, you got to throw one out there? I'm some, one of the worst linguists in the world. Uh, how, how about just the San Diego Padres? They've kind of been the team of the offseason. Are you all in or what? Fun. Okay. okay. I'm only allowed one word. Per. No, no. I, you I, just give a sentence. In a sentence. Mm. Okay. Quick, quick hitter um, thoughts. Padres, you believe in them? Yes, but super excited for their fan base. Yeah. Because I've been a part of fan bases that have been trampled on in years past. To have your ownership go all in is super excited, especially whenever there's like 10 teams waving the white flag and say, I'll see you in 2022, which is BS. So. Okay. Speaking of, Lindor and Cookie to the, to the Mets. Mm. Break your heart? Ball crusher. That's what that was. That was, yeah. I mean, I I cried a little bit. I knew, And I knew it was coming, and I still cried. So, that sucks. Can we move on? How about the, the White Sox? Stuff? Lance Lynn, uh, White Sox. Who else did the White Sox? Liam. Liam, Liam Hendricks. Hendricks. Um, curious about La Russa. Yeah. Like, if I had three words to just use to describe them, and I've lost track whether or not we're keeping track of the word game. But I'm really curious to see how an almost 80-year-old man is going to mesh with today's player. 
I, I'm fascinated. So are we. Some people said, that's ah, not a big deal. He'll be fine. And then there's other people who are like, I think it's going to be a nightmare. Here's one of the fun things. Lucas Giolito, part of the Chris Rose rotation. Mm. He's going to take us right in there. Who knows? Maybe Tony will be a guest. He could bring a cat on the show for all I care. Wow. A cat. Tony LaRussa on Chris Rose rotation. Official. Announced. The Royals. They've Ooh. done some sneaky signings to, I think, appease their fan base, even though their window isn't really opening. What are your thoughts there? Uh, lineup is um, is very watchable. It's a top half in the league lineup. Um, it really depends on if Carlos Santana bounces back. He doesn't have to be 2019 all-star Carlos Santana, but he can't be 195 hitting Carlos Santana in the middle of that lineup. Switch hitter with pop. So... Um, I like their moves. I do. And Ben Benintendi was, I thought it was a great get. I mean, huge upside there. Chris, you know I like to pull on your heartstrings a little bit, so I want to go back to Cleveland. Where mm-hmm. What's what's your baseline going away message? Because obviously it sucks. I mean, they trade away Lindor and Carrasco. They mm-hmm. still have a ton of young pitching, and there's pieces mm-hmm. there, but I, I don't know. Is it weird as a fan? I mean, when, when April 1st happens, are you locked in for... 162, let's go win the thing? Or is it mixed emotions right now? Well, it's no weirder than having a phone glued to the side of my head <laughs> when I should be, you know, talking to you guys in a different manner. So believe me, it's, you know, that's not weird. Um, I'll tell you the key to that team because the lineup hasn't been great the last few years, even with Lindor in it, yeah. uh, because the outfield has been such a mess. It's the bullpen. If they have so many young arms that are talented, you know, Karen check was great in the setup role and then kind of shit the bed during the season, during the postseason. Um, but class a, who was the big part of the Kluber deal from Texas didn't pitch because of the PED issue last year, but he still throws a billion. So we'll see, you know, that's something that the Indians have lacked, even when they had great bullpens, you know, when, when they had Miller and they had Shaw and when they had Allen, I mean, Miller was nasty, right? Mm. But they didn't have guys that threw 100 when most teams did. Now the Indians have got two of them at the back end. And Cam Hill is solid, and they just brought back Ali Perez, I saw, who's like 98 years old but really dependable. So if the bullpen is above average to go with what, in my opinion, is a top six rotation in the game, they're still going to be in a lot of games, even with a half-ass lineup. Yeah. Speaking speaking of Kluber, Tyone Kluber injury uh, recovery crew going mm-hmm. to help out the depleted staff. Do you believe in this at all for the Yankees? Do you think it's going to fold in their face? As much as it hurts me, I believe more in much more in Tyone than I do in Kluber. Same. I mean, the guy has barely pitched the last two years, and I think. I think they stole Tyon. I mean, I'll be curious to see how the, all those kids developed that they sent to Pittsburgh. But I think he's a guy that when when we're looking back, come pen and chase time, we're all going to go, that was the move. That was the mm-hmm. one move where we all went, okay, interesting when it happened. But we're all going to look back and say, that was something special. So I think Cashman, I think Cashman got over on that one. I hope so. That's all we need to hear. Who, yeah. are, we, who are we missing? The, the NL East, if you had to uh... – Choose a favorite. And then the other question mm-hmm. I have is Jake and I don't believe in the Marlins anymore, even though they had a sneaky playoff appearance yesterday, but that's mm-hmm. such a good division. Do you think it's a five team division or four? Yeah. I mean, I, I understand why. I mean, it was a 60 game season last year, 
right? And they were, but they had a lot of stuff that went against them too. So I, I don't want to take anything away from what those guys accomplished. I thought those guys coming together, particularly after the whole COVID issue and then Mattingly keeping the, um, keeping the ship a sail, I thought was great. But yeah, I mean, if I had to pick an order right now, I'd still go Braves. Then I'd go Mets. Then I would go Nats and Phillies and Marlins. But I think it's, I think one through five, it's going to be the tightest one through five. And I don't think it'll even be close. I think, I think even if I picked the Marlins last in that division, it wouldn't shock me if they finished within eight or nine games. And I don't think there's any other last place team that'll be within eight or nine games of the winner. Do you believe that the second place team in the NL Central will be worse than the fourth place team in the NL East? No. I do not. Okay. Okay. Cardinals Cardinals uh, the, division now, with Arenado record now? Record-wise, record-wise, if I'm just looking at the teams, I, I do think that the fourth-place team in the NL East might be a better baseball team, yes. but they might not have a better baseball record. Yeah. How's that sound? I got I got a lot of head nodding from Ploof. I know that we're not like able that. to communicate, but says, I don't know if he's buying it or not. Yeah, I mean, he says he likes that. Signs. Yeah, like this I like it. Stuff, you know? <laughs> he says he likes that. <laughs> Excited. Let's. Uh, okay. Should we do a little Might. Tatis? I know Ploof's probably getting yes. jealous hearing, hearing yeah. somebody else talk. No, let's do ta- Let's do Tatis. I, I saw your video and you saying that. You're upset that the Indians never did that, and Padres should be happy that they did that. It's around $24 million a year for 14 right. years. <sighs> Our lives will all look different by the time this ends. Way different. I don't know. It, it's it's very fun. I agree with your take that Padres fans should be very happy. Do you think they needed to do this? Do they need to? Um, I think it's the right time. To be honest with you, I, I think he is a kid that just transcends baseball. Right? I mean, he's already on the cover of a video game at 22. Uh, he's got the right personality. Now, Ken Rosenthal, my good friend, wrote an, a, a wonderful column in The Athletic today, wondering whether or not it's sustainable what the Padres are doing, in part because we still don't know when fans are going to be back on a full-time basis. They're locked into their TV deal through 2031. Uh, the development deal around Petco is going to take the better part of a decade in order to see any financial gain, gain for ownership. But at the end of the day, if you're a rich guy and you can say, yeah, I'm willing to lose here in order to eventually win ball games," then why not? Right? I mean, I get it that baseball owners aren't in this to lose money. And eventually when you sell your franchise or hand it down to your kids or whatever, however that ends up working out, you're still going to be on the plus side, even if you're in the wrong direction for a year or two financially. But it puts so much good faith in that community, which only has one pro sports team to root for. And so that when the gates open, I just don't see this thing. I don't see them being 82 and 80 this year. Like there's no way that's going to happen, particularly in that division with too many teams below them that are still trying to figure out which direction they're going. Yeah, they got to worry about the team 100 and. 40 miles to the north of them. But they're still going to win 90-plus games. And once you get to the playoffs, who the hell knows what it's going to look like. So I'm all in for what they're doing. I love the approach. And if I were a Padres fan, you know, the three things I'd be most excited about in this, in no particular order, 
Rose going to John Boy Media, Tatis getting his extension, and Carson Wentz getting out of Philly. So there you go. You, you can decide what your order is. And all Wentz, Tatis, and yourself, you all have very similar contracts. So I, I think that's kind of the funny yes. overlaying thing on that. Uh, <laughs> right. Tra- it's just weird how in my contract the decimal point keeps getting moved to the left. <laughs> it's flying. The right. It's flying to the left. Um, Me too. <laughs> Trev, you're – I mean, you're – a big player guy, you you love that money. All right, were you stoked, or you did you think maybe Fernando left a couple out there? He should have wrote it out the next couple years to try to get more of it, or is it is it beautiful all around? I think it's good for both sides here. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to turn down $340 million when you're 21 years old? I mean, the game they could have played, and maybe they tried to play this game, was to get him for cheaper. I mean, you see what the Braves did with Acuna. It gave him eight years 100 mil, right? And it's, everyone was freaking out about that. But now that deal looks genius. And we just talked about how teams are shying away from these long-term deals. And Bauer, you know, kind of had to figure out how to get his money. So he went for the short-term deals. And I applauded that. I said, that's a counter to what the teams are doing with not uh, giving out those big deals. And But if you're Tatis and you're 21 and you're that good, they will give you these long-term deals. He's only going to be 35 when he's done. He might get another contract. So look. You can't turn down $340 million no matter what. My good friend Josh Willingham said, never turn down your first fortune. And he's talking about these young guys you know, getting paid. Mm-hmm. It takes the pressure off you. We saw, Chris, you're, I don't know if you can hear me, but you're a Cleveland fan. So Michael Brantley takes this kind of a smaller deal and then goes off because the pressure's off now, man. You did it. You made your money. And, and don't get me wrong. People want to win World Series. But the main thing guys play for, they, they want to take care of their family. They put a lot of work in, and when the time for them to make money comes, they want to make money. So good for Tatis, good for the Padres, good for Preller. My goodness, like what an offseason well, he has had. So two things. It, you make a great point, Trev. Um, Preller should be getting down on his hands and knees. I don't know how he survived out there, to be honest with you, with the whole yeah. bullshit trade thing. Like, I – I don't know how that happened, but good for him. He survived. He he convinced his bosses that, yeah, I screwed up, but I, I should be able to stick around. So he kind of got a reboot when maybe a lot of guys around the league didn't, and he's taken advantage of that since then, right? He's brought in Hosmer. He's brought in Machado. He's made a trade for Clevenger. He's made a trade for Snell, for Darvish, and now has, has anted up for Tatis. To me, I think the most interesting part of this story that hasn't been told yet is how is Ronald Acuna feeling today, right? He signed that 10-year deal where I think it was 130 mil in the end. So I think he makes 5 mil this year, makes 17 mil next year, which is fine. Like for a kid with at his age and with his service time, he's not going to be pissed that he's making 5 mil this year because that's pretty much where he would have been slotted. And then 17 mil next year. Nobody's going to get mad at that. But as he continues to outperform his deal and he's making 17, 17, 17, 17, and he sees players that can't hold his jock moving forward making two or three times that in a year, you don't think he's going to be pissed? Like, I think that's the part of the story that we're all going to have to keep our eyes on over the next two to three years. I think it's going to be fascinating. And people say, well, he signed a deal. Nobody told him he had this. And you're right. But when you're human, at the end of the day, when you know you're better than somebody, in a performance-based business, and you look and you say, guys, let's redo the deal. And if the Braves come to him and say, no, bro, you signed it. You signed it. It, it. To me, I think that's the part of this contract extension 
that I can't wait to see how it plays out. And yeah, Chris, I I love taking stuff over sports. I was trying to think. Pippin. I mean, football, basketball. I mean, Pippin's the one example. Um, but it, when when do you see any other sport really where guys in their prime are taking less money? I mean, it, normally the example in NBA or Carson Wentz, who just got traded today, mm-hmm. guys are making this crazy money that it's kind of it feels like it's over their skis. Where you know the Braves front office is celebrating that they've got Ronald Acuna Jr. for cheap. Where I think the hope is, hey, we forget Ronnie's so young. In theory, he would hit free agency at age thirty-one. We're seeing free agents there now. Go be mm-hmm. this general play, generational player on pace to be, and and hopefully he can sneeze it back at Tatis in eight years. But that is a huge ask, which I don't know, kind of spins me into Tatis again. And I I think it's awesome. I've I've kind of been on this. I think he's the next Griffey. There's there's been great guys in between, but something that Griffey backwards hat swag that you know is going back a few years now. I, I think Tatis is the only one in the world. That touches that or even came close to it So I hope he's all generational I do think it is funny That his dad And I, I don't want to spin this in a negative light But wow. his, his dad was 24 years old Had a huge season I think 30 plus homers uh, for St. Louis And then he kind of had an injury prone Career oh after that God, You're Stop. disgusting I'm not saying Stop. It's the same last name I, I don't know I just think that's, that's ridiculous. People should People should know that I'll Both give you. Are. I'll give you my bad, my bad take. Okay. Uh, when I saw this, <laughs> I had someone reach out and say what Rosie just kind of said that you know there's only one team now in San Diego, and the Padres are the most fun team in baseball, and they're getting a ton of new fans, and there's a lot of sports fans in San Diego just searching for uh, identity in their city to root for. So San Diego is now becoming the land of new baseball fans, which is great. And in turn makes me mad at Oakland even more than yeah. I am regularly mad at Oakland because Oakland now only has one major sport team. Mm-hmm. They lost the Warriors. They lost the Raiders. They're, they were trying to build a new ballpark, and the city kind of messed them up there. But they could be the darling of Oakland and the East Bay if they got a new ballpark and they have all the talent and if their owner stopped brainwashing their fan base into thinking that they're a small market team and actually spent money the way the Padres are. And then you could have South and NorCal be just like a lot of fun. But I'm always mad at Oakland. So that's just where it stands. You are always mad at Oakland. But you're entitled to be mad at Oakland. I will say this, Jake. Having lived out here in Southern California for 20 years now, and Trevor can follow up on this, San Diego is an interesting community. It's not a diehard sports town. The people that are Padres fans are huge Padres fans, and I get that. They're they're kind of a small and mighty feel to them. I don't know how many new Padres fans you're going to find. I just – I don't. I mean, it's possible that if year after year – they've only made back-to-back playoffs, back-to-back seasons one time in their career. They've been around, you know, 50-plus years. So maybe that will help if year in and year out they're good instead of – saying one year they get 92 wins and the next year they fall to 68. That's not going to happen with this this squad, in my opinion, any time in the near future. So can they cultivate a new group of fans? It's possible. I mean, they've only drawn $3 million in that ballpark one time, and that was in their initial season. Tatis is the guy. If anyone yeah, that's why they is going to do it, it's totally. Tatis, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're all baseball dorks, so we'll yeah. watch anybody. <laughs> yeah. How many borderline baseball fans are there that could gravitate toward the game and then – toward the Padres because of him, that's the great unknown. 
And That's I, the great unknown. I, I think, you know, we've seen in recent years with uh, the internet, what we're doing here, I mean, you know, there was a thing for a while that guys couldn't be stars in smaller places, whether you're going to, like, Russell Westbrook and KD and OKC. I mean, even when the Warriors were taken off, they were still Golden State and Oakland. They were viewed as this weird franchise. I think winning is going to be a big factor for them. They are set up so well. And I don't know, like, we... I think when you go around our generation, you always find these kind of Niners fans that were around when Niners were, were winning Super Bowls, or you find, um, you know, Steelers, uh, Broncos fans. I'm a Broncos fan. I, I think you could see that in baseball. If the Padres win and Tatis is there, I think just the general baseball fan will go there. I just think the natural rivalry rivalry between San Diego and L.A. Yes. now I mean, has a tangible aspect to it where – you can grip on. But, I mean, do you remember that shot after they won the first, like, wild card game in San Diego yeah. in the middle of a pandemic and quarantine and the streets were lined with people and Tatis was mm-hmm. dancing in front of them and they were going mm-hmm. crazy. It looked like college basketball. That's yep. that's what could be happening in, in Southern California for a while now. Sans Luke, the Angels. you're shaking your head. Why? Why are you shaking your head, I, Trev? Because it's not a rivalry yet. It right. can be. And I like the matchups. I like that uh, these are the two best teams in NOS. So in that sense, yeah, they're going to be fighting each other for the NOS. But look, the Dodgers... You sound like an obnoxious Giants. Yankee fan. Like in 2004, if I told you that it's not a rivalry and they're fighting and the fan bases hate each other, like it was. They Even don't, though. though. They it, don't hate each other. That's the thing. Is oh. The Padres don't have that fan base that the Giants and the Dodgers have. That rivalry is n- never going anywhere. And it sucks mm-hmm. that the Giants aren't... I mean, they're trying to compete, and they were decent last year, but they're not where they were. Uh, so, yes, like the on-field rivalry will be for the between the Dodgers and the Padres. But the fan base is, like Chris said, San Diego needs to get over that hump and, and go all in on these Padres, and maybe they did last year. Maybe like without being able to go to the field, all these people are going to be so excited this year when they get to go back to the field, and we'll see all these young kids gravitate towards Tatis. And, and not, don't forget, they got other guys that – Kids love too Hosmer Machado. These are all like, these are the guys the kids look up to, man, because they look cool, they're good, and they're on social media. I mean, that's I mean, they're yep. they're perfect for the younger generation. I just don't think it's a rivalry yet. Let me see how this year plays out. If we have some games where like they're fighting each other, and we had that last year. I mean, I don't want to say this, but like. It's the fans, too, have to hate each other for it to be a rivalry. And I don't think they're there yet. Hold on, Trev. You know this, having grown up in Southern California, that L.A. doesn't even think about San Diego. No. They don't think about them. Mm -mm. But down there, they hate not only the Dodgers, they hate the city. Now you're doing Yankees-Mets. San Diego hate Los Angeles. You guys don't know this. Yeah, is Yankees-Mets like, a rivalry? Like, no, I would, I like the Mets. I, I'd be very happy if the Mets won, but Mets fans hate Yankees fans. So that's what I agree, you're I agree. Now. I agree with Chris on that. You know, I just so. I just don't think the it's it's kind of one-sided right now because the Dodgers just won the World Series too. So what? they're like, rivalry with who? Rivalry, you know what I mean? Rivalry with who were his last words, Chris? Rivalry with who? Oh. Well, well, they just won a World Series. No, you're Sorry. good. Um, well, anyway, on Twitter for years now, Padres fans have been the feistiest, most feisty yeah. bunch ever for like the last three years. So on Twitter, they're represented well, and that's where I see a lot of the angst. Let's move yeah. up. Let's move up the coast because the other announcement today was that Trevor Rosenthal signs one year, eleven million 
with mm-hmm. the Oakland Athletics, who have done a lot of work on their bullpen now. They bring back Petit, they get Sergio Romo, they have Trevino and Diekman, and now they have Trevor Rosenthal, who was one of the best relievers last year. They paid pretty big money to get him. Uh, Rosie, what do you got on this signing? Good for him. Uh, you know, I read that he had multi-year offers, but wanted the big chunk of change this year, and um, he's going to get the opportunity to close there now that Liam Hendricks has moved on. And he did a phenomenal job. I mean, I, I thought his career was over. I really did. And he's bounced back. He's still throwing hard. Um, he finished up strong, I thought, last year. And, uh, you know, they're a fascinating team. Every time I pick them to keep falling down in the order of the American League West, they look at me and they go, Rose, you're an absolute idiot. But then again, so do about 26 other teams. So, And they always prove me wrong. So if I pick against the A's this year, A's fans, you're welcome because that means you'll finish first or second. Um, I just, you know, like I'm waiting for – Chapman to get traded. Like, that's the next thing. And every A's fan that I know. What? Ploof? No? That's his guy. No, I agree. That's his he guy. He said he agrees, but that's his guy. I agree. I just, like, I can't. If they let go of a guy like Matt Chapman, I know they have a history of doing it. Like, I'm so over them. Yeah, I'm, but I'm so you, over it. Yeah, but Trevor, the blueprint is the blueprint. <laughs> yeah, I know. And look, I, I'm probably going to get crap for saying this, but Billy Bean needs to leave. I'm sorry, man. Like I, I, I had my time with him and Dave up there, and I just don't think they need somebody else running the team that can convince ownership to go out and spend money because they know but how they to develop talent there. They know how to develop talent, Absolutely. pitching from position top, from top they can down. Really do it from top top from top down. They take pride in not spending money and still being quote unquote competitive. So much it's so they've convinced their fan base to take pride in that. <laughs> no, that's not fair. That's not fair. I work at NFL Network with two of the biggest A's fans, and they know it's coming, and they don't, they don't dig it at all. They hate it. To me, my guess is that Billy Bean as a kid loved building Legos because <laughs> you could build it and then tear it down yeah. and rebuild it and tear it down, and that's the joy for him. Ne- I think that's what he gets off on. And I think the Tampa Bay Rays are very similar, right? I mean, I can't wait to talk to Glass now, and he's going to be open about it, is that he knows he's living on borrowed time down there. He's not going to be a lifelong Ray. They're not going to raise his jersey to the banners, you know? Not that you would even know where to look in that shithole down there, but <laughs> you, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Like, sir, when you are a member of certain organizations, you know – they're not going to change their stripes. You just know it. I I played for both of those. I'll wait yeah, for you, Jimmy. Those are Trevor's teams. I played for I played for both those organizations in the same year, and I will say yes. Like from the outside looking in, they do kind of have that same model where they're not going to pay their stars. They're going to churn through guys, but it's a different feeling in Tampa because you don't have the guys trying to be front and center. The front office isn't front and center there. Billy Bean is, and 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 to a lesser extent, David Force. They're front and center, man. It's like you know, I get it, dude. Brad Pitt played you in a movie. I get it, and you and there was some things you did that were maybe good for the game, but like let your town have the players. Let them let them rally around guys. Let a Matt Chapman and Matt Olson tandem run that city for the next ten years. Go win some World Series. Go win in the postseason because with all that he's done and the movie coming out, they still haven't won anything. 
they've been competitive, but who cares, man? Like, get your well, guys, lock them up, and go win some World Series games. And if not, get out of there. All right. This has got to be my last point because i got to run and do a BattleBots deal. Sorry. I've got somebody else tugging at my heartstrings, wow. too. But in 2023, are either of the mats, Olsen and Chapman, starting on the corners for the Oakland A's? No. Unless they can get Olsen on a team-friendly, like... Chapman's not signing team friendly because he's got Boris as an agent. Exactly. He shouldn't. I would say Olsen. Olsen's got some power stats that if he can lock up that bag, there'd be a chance, but it doesn't look good. Nope. I don't think so. That's sad, Chris. That's sad. It is sad. Those guys are the best. But I will say this. I am super happy. I'm super excited. I will even hang onto a phone and listen to Trevor Plouffe through John Boy's headset (laughs) to get this done today. So We're guys, great at workarounds here. It's, I, I love it. I love it. I thought when I got cut off the first time, I thought I'd already been fired 16 minutes into my tenure. <laughs> I thought it was over. It was no, over. You're stuck so here. I'm super excited to be with you guys. I can't wait. It's the Chris Rose rotation. Much more coming on um, over the next few days about it. So thank you for the opportunity. Jimmy. We're very excited. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you very much. Hey. All right, go enjoy BattleBots. We'll we'll send everyone your way and uh, get going with uh, the rotation. Yeah, and by the way, the best deal of this all is that now when you mock me on your breakdowns of BattleBots, I can actually be there to lend the assist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, tell you what was going on. But then again, that's not as fun for you, but it would be fun for me. <laughs> so everyone go follow at Chris Rose. And soon we will have the Twitter, the Instagram, and every YouTube place for you to go subscribe for the Chris Rose rotation. Thanks, Chris. Boys, I appreciate it. Great, great work. Way to make this work. This is this is good. This is like old school, crazy. I'll get my rotary phone. Yes. The next time. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. See you, yeah. Chris. Later, Chris. All right. Who did it? The phone workaround. The it's phone. always there for you. It always plays, man. Hey, the A's also picked up Mitch Moreland. We didn't really say that. Um, you know, the Rosenthal thing is big, and and I think. The money is exactly where I thought it was going to be. And that's why I knew that the Yankees weren't ever, ever thinking of him because they're trying to stay under the tax. I didn't think the A's were going to be the people to go spend that on him, but they really want trying to replace Hendricks in the pen now, and they have a lot of bullpen pieces. It's pretty wild, man. I mean, going... A, we were kind of digging that bullpen without Rosenthal, and now they add a guy that seems like he straight up found it. Like Rosie was saying, I mean, Rosenthal was kind of out of the game. I mean, this guy was pitching big playoff innings for the Cardinals going back a decade ago, was almost out of the league, and now here he is back at it. So good for him getting that 11 mil bag. And I think the funny thing here with Oakland is, hey, if this team turns into one of those Oakland A's teams that scraps and battles and ends up in the wild card, which, by the way, I think they got a good chance to, especially with the Moreland ad. That guy's all he's done is hit righties the past couple years. Uh, They've got a little ball club. If they're not in it, guess who's getting flipped at the deadline? And they turn Rosenthal and $6 million they paid him into two prospects that they'll put through the A's cycle the next time through. I'm getting so mad talking about the A's. I don't. Yeah, I was want, happy. I had guy. I had two other people yeah. being worse on them than I usually am. But I do have friends. I do have friends, and I know Chris said his buddies don't buy the brainwashing. I have. I had friends living in the Bay Area that would brag like, 
you know, well, we finished second place, but we didn't spend any money. Like, you know, for a team that a small budget team, that's a pretty good. Right. We can't all be the Yankees. And I was like, dude, that sucks because you guys could spend money and retain talent. You're brainwashed into using this as a bragging point. So that's always my like, really? You want to spend money. You it, want to do what the Padres are doing. It's what baseball needs to figure out, and we'll get Trevi CBA going at some point. But there, I would love if they had some some hometown player rule where Cleveland could uh, sign Lindor for thirty mil, and it doesn't hit against their cap. Or Oakland could do something like that. I think that would be really good for the game and keeping home homegrown talent um, in places. But I I don't see that ever happening. Yes. But. And maybe I'm too hard on Billy and Dave because they do answer to somebody, you know? Yeah. I get it. Maybe if that guy is saying no, no, and they're just doing the best that they can, I understand. But then maybe you need to – I don't I don't know. I guess maybe I'm wrong about that whole thing, and it's just they're just hamstrung by ownership. And if that's the case, which very may well be, then I apologize to those guys, but it just seems like there needs to be a change, man. Well, didn't, you can't keep didn't, doing didn't, that. Is, is the rumor, I mean, the rumor, and this is all alleged, they they traded Donaldson before they even needed to and didn't get a great return well, at all. Wasn't it Lowry? Because he called him Billy Boy. Donaldson was on Billy a lot. I heard a ton, <laughs> a ton of hilarious Josh Donaldson stories about his interactions with Billy Bean. And so I, I could see that. And if that's, and if it's true, which I believe it is, that's a problem. You can't have your feelings hurt and then go trade away a superstar. Yeah. Sorry, man. For because a bad return, back, right? Wasn't it, a, wasn't it not a proper Same. return? Josh Dude. Donaldson traded by the Oakland Athletics for Franklin Barreto, prospect who's trying to make it Kendall Graveman, Brett Laurie, and Sean Nolan. So, no. Yeah. We can't look And the rumor was it was because Donaldson back, would call him like, wouldn't Donaldson like walk around the clubhouse allegedly and and be like, "Are you ready to pay me, Billy Boy?" It's shit yes. like that. Like, you gonna pay up, yes. Billy Boy, and just like mock him? Like, yes. And then he went and like won the game and said, "Nope, price is going up, Billy." <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's that's yes. the, that's the story. Price is going so, up, Billy Boy. <laughs> you trade this guy away, and then I, I'll never forget this. I mean, he comes and hits this massive homer back against. Uh, the A's and like he just like points at Billy, I think, and looks at him as he's crossing the plate. I mean, there was some animosity there, and you can't have that between a GM and your players, especially your star player. And Josh is a Josh. He's he's a I mean, he's a big personality, but he's not it's not like he's I don't know, man. Like, I just can't see how you could ever let that happen. So now here I am talking talking crap, but and I don't want to be doing this, so let's move on. Son of a gun. Okay. Mitch Moreland last two years has a 900 plus OPS first right-handed pitching. I love pitching. Mitch Moreland. I love Mitch Moreland. Might be a really nice snag for them. And I didn't get a I didn't get a lot of chance to talk earlier because Rosie was doing yeah. his thing, rightfully so. I'm stoked about that. But a lot of people were saying, "Oh, Trev, where have you been? There's a San Diego LA rivalry, bro. I've been in LA." <laughs> I live here. Yeah. There's no rivalry. Okay? Like, you got to put something on the field first. You got to go win the division. You got to go dethrone. These are the World Series champs. Like, seven out of the last eight years, the Dodgers have won the division, or maybe eight out of the last eight. I don't even know. It's a, it's incredible, the run they're on. Okay? Go win something, 
and then there can be a rivalry. Or if it's this year and like there are sparks on the field, I'll consider it. But right now, there's no rivalry, man. Like it's a good matchup of a, of baseball teams, but rivalries. I mean, the Yankees Red Sox is a rivalry. Yeah, but I mean, Dodgers, for, for Giants, eighty years, for eighty years, the Red Sox never won, and it was still considered a rivalry. Yeah, they because they. Trev, you got to remember, they're going to play. I don't think let me both sides right. hated each other. Rivalry New York and just Boston hate it, each other. We may be in a semantics thing over the word rivalry. When the Padres play the Dodgers nineteen times this season, are those games? more must-watch than they've ever been, and our temper's going to be a bit hotter every time. Sure, but you could say that about any good team. If the Dodgers played the Yankees a bunch... I don't think you can say that about like the, the Dodgers and the if, Rockies two years ago when the Rockies if, were good. If you're not in division... Yeah, and that's a one-off thing for that them. That starts but, to get yes. into the gray a little bit, but like the Yankees and the Rays have been rivals the past couple years, no? Yes. So I, I think that's temporary. Kind of an example I don't use the word rivalry. Okay, there. it's like we're, temporary. We're, we're totally like that. thinking that's different how, things. That's here. how if you're Dodgers Yankees, view the Rays, Padres. or rivals. I I think this is sure. the beginning. I think in in over the course of the next five years, it's going to be they're going to be contested matches. A sure. lot. Of, I'm seeing this a lot. So the chat. Maybe LA doesn't care about San Diego. But San Diego hates LA with passion. Why does San Diego hate LA? What? Who? What? I think like, why. Normally the Cali effect kicks in here, and and who really cares? Because they're both really nice places. But the Dodgers have run the NL West. I mean, kind of insane. It almost doesn't get talked about enough how how dominant they've been out there. The Rockies have never won the division. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's Ever. so. Look, I can see how it's like a little brother, big brother thing. Like like. They care immensely in San Diego because they're invested now. They got a good team. They want to beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers are still like, okay, like, yeah. come and get it. And come especially, and get it. especially if they just win the division casually with Bauer now, I think they're going to continue to play that full-on little brother don't care until the Padres actually punch them. And I don't want this to be like I don't like the Padres. I love the Padres and what they're doing. I think they're an excellent baseball team. I just don't think it's had a rivalry yet. Let's let's pump the brakes on that whole thing. I know that's like good for like Twitter and media discussions and all that, but come on, man. Dodgers have won the West the last eight years. Yeah, eight in a row. That's what I thought. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. I think oh. that's everything. Got the oh, announcement. Really? Brian on. Dozier, can I get a little Dozier love? Give on us this? a little Dozier love. Just quick, real quick. Yeah. Dozier love, uh, retiring. Last time I didn't give uh, a favorable uh, speech about an mm-hmm. ex teammate's retirement. I got in trouble, so I'm going to do it here. Yeah. Uh, just go give some appreciation to this guy. I remember when he came up, Delman Young called him Marco Scudero, but he could hit. Mm-hmm. And from that day on, I always paid very close attention to Brian. And then he turned into, at one point, he was. One of baseball's most feared hitters. I mean, in 2016, he got benched in May. He was hitting 199. He got benched. He got pissed off that he was benched. And from that day forward, he hit 38 more home runs. Ended with 42. I think he's tied or has the American League record for home runs hit by a second baseman in a single season. And I got to see them all. And it was truly you know, an amazing sight to behold. And he could play defense, and he's a gamer. He won a World Series. He was shirtless. Like he's, he's one of the good guys. So I don't even know. He's not even really on social media, so you can't go show him love. But go Dozier, man. Uh, I got his cleat right up here. Lick it. Mm. Right there. I'm not gonna lick his cleat. 
All but right. it's right there. Jake liked the boot love, once. Love BD. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll do. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing a thing where I just highlight someone who's a really good baseball player, and Brian Dozier fits that bill. Like he's, yeah. uh, you know, 192 career home runs from the second base stop that has a spot that has a, a top top 20 power hitting all time second baseman. Hey, which, hey, Jakey, when, when you short say, king baby, oh, short king Treff, who do you think you're talking to? Um, short so, queen. Uh, oh, oh, mouse. Um, Brian Dozier had an awesome MLB career. Someone in the chat, Jack, Jack Rolo, just said that he used to confuse Dozier and Ploof. Thoughts, Ploof. Wow. White guys playing for the same team. Compliment. Yeah, yeah. I'll take this compliment. All right. It's snowing here, and I got to get home before the roads get too scary. Very excited. Thanks to Chris Rose. Thank you guys for again putting us in position that Chris Rose was interested in yeah. uh, working with us. Thank you very much to our audience and the community that has allowed us to grow in every which way we've been growing. We got a couple more announcements coming. Mm. Um and then I think we'll be a announcement out by the start of the season and we'll just be going. So be on the lookout. We'll uh, obviously we'll be promoting it a ton. Um we're going to probably be annoyingly promoting it to get people to subscribe to the new Talking Base- yeah. t- uh, John Boy Media Baseball Please, YouTube channel as we grow it. You know, I was listening. Katie listens to a podcast uh, like every day. Flex. Yeah. Huge by her. And at the end of her podcast. No, it's banana <laughs> something. And at the end of it. At the end of it. They do like a pre-recorded, like, thank you very much for tuning in the Bananas. It was produced by him, produced by him. And you can find our Instagram here and our yeah. uh, Twitter here. And and I was like, fuck, like, I'm so against that. Yeah. But I don't think Katie cares at all. No. So, like, we could start Real asking for subscribers and yeah. reviews every episode. We just but gotta, it just seems so gross. We just got to do it in a fun Smash way. Smash that like button Leave it. and subscribe in the top right corner. Ding, ding. Podcast. Put your notifications on. Five stars. Chris Rose. Five yeah, star review. Do the, like the, do the, the rose reviews. emoji. Five star reviews. Go do maybe that. I like the rose emoji. Maybe a lot. save their five star reviews and for the Chris Rose show. They're better use that on new show than on ours. If we're only going to get both? one five star review out of the people, how about both? Dustin Pedroia, 140 career home runs. Brian Dozier, 192. Oh, wow. Well, who's taller? Spikes off. Doge. Dozier. How tall is Dozier? Five ten. Dozier's also, you know, small. looks good with a shirt off. Like yeah. that's underrated, man. Like, not here. Not here. Do it. Yes. Is that you, Brian? I wish. Goodbye. Farewell. See ya. TPPs resume tomorrow. We are still an episode a day, every day until opening day. Who's the team tomorrow, BBD? Pirates. Rangers. The Texas Rangers. Rangers. We had to record the Rangers twice. I think the patrons got the first version. Yeah, we that we had the fake version. We had to scrap it all together because then they brought, signed a it's bunch like of players. Three, players. three players, so we had to redo it. So, all right. P- TPPs resume tomorrow. Thank you guys very much. Tweet at Chris Rose. Tweet at Chris Rose and tell him you're excited so he feels the love. Yeah. That's my one ass. Yeah. Fuck reviews or yeah. subscribing. Right now, we'll just it. go show Chris Rose some love and excitement. Love you guys. We'll see you later. Also do five-star reviews for us. No big deal. Whatever.